There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. I, I mentioned yesterday that this was opening. It's a very fascinating trial. It's a cold case murder trial the trial of a man called Noel Long with an address in Mulbourne Passage West and he's charged with the murder of Nora Sheehan Nora was murdered in 1981 and he is pleading not guilty he's now 74 years old and the case the murder case which is in the central criminal court comes as a result of a cold case investigation which began quite a number of years ago. Uh, court reporter Frank Graney joins me. It's a fascinating case on a number of levels, Frank. Good morning. Good morning to you, PJ. Yes, uh, it certainly is. I mean, forensics have come a long way um, in the last 40 years or so since uh, Nora Sheehan's uh, body was found in um, a woodland area about 26 kilometres from where she lived in Cork City and as Brendan Grehan who is the prosecuting barrister was opening the case to the men and women of the jury yesterday he left them in no doubt that forensics would pay, play a central role in the trial that is expected to take up to uh, four weeks um, he gave the jury I suppose an overview of the case that he plans to present to them in the coming weeks we heard a little bit about Nora she was 54 years of age at the time as I say she lived in Cork City back in uh, June of 1981. She lived there with her husband, James. Um, he died a couple of years later in 1985. They had three sons, James Jr., Jeremiah and Hugh. And we heard that she used to work in a hospital, but that she had some sort of fall that led to her developing some health issues. Uh, Mr. Gren told the jury that she developed some um, um, some issues. She was quite eccentric, he said. She had some obsessions about a nearby hospital. She was often uh, seen out in the road near her home trying to wave down cars. Mm. She would also chat to people about the goings-on at the hospital. Uh, Mr. Gren described her as a vulnerable person. We heard some detail about the day that she went missing. This was the 6th of June in 1981. And she actually ended up in hospital that day um, in the South Infirmary Hospital after getting bitten by a dog. She mm. intervened. Two dogs in her area were fighting. She intervened. One of them bit her. Uh, she was seen by a doctor. She left the hospital at about 10 o'clock that night. And after she left, she was seen behaving oddly again. She was out in the road. She was waving cars down. There were a few sightings of her in the early hours of the following morning. But her visit to that hospital and her departure from it is considered her last definitive sighting. Yeah. Her husband and son, James, reported her missing. She remained a missing person until the following weekend. Yeah. Quite a number of the 
people who would be normally called to give evidence in a case like this, Frank, are no longer with us. The men who found the body are no longer with mm. us. As you said, uh, her husband is no longer with us. And the the coroner who, or the, I beg your pardon, the pathologist who performed the autopsy is no longer with us. The guards have a lot to pull together here forensically. Yes, and, and, and Brendan Grehan again in, in his opening address yesterday did touch on, I suppose, the challenges um, that a case of this antiquity brings. Um, you rightly mentioned that there are a number of witnesses that the prosecution would like to call to give evidence before the men and women of the jury, but because of the passage of the time, you know, some of them have passed away, uh, some of them have moved away and aren't in a position to give evidence. But there are certain um, there are certain things that the legislation will allow statements, for example, that were maybe made at the time. You mentioned the two forestry workers who stumbled upon at Nora's remains six days after she uh, went missing. They have passed away, clearly not in a position to give evidence, but there is a mechanism in Irish law whereby their statements can be read into the record. Now, I suppose the difficulty there is clearly they can't be cross-examined. Their evidence can't be tested by the barrister representing Mr. Long in this case. So these cold cases do bring those challenges. Yeah. But as Mr. Graham said yesterday, the law hasn't changed. Mr. Long is charged with murder. Uh, he still has to prove his case beyond a reasonable doubt. All the same uh, yeah. rules apply. Again, yesterday, this was just an opening address no, to the tapers. It wasn't evidence. Per that's, right. that's right. Well, one thing with regard to the forensics, uh, the pathologist uh, died, I think, only a very short time after doing the autopsy on, on Nora back in the day. But he had the presence of mind to take semen samples and to take quite a number of samples which were usable many years later with new technology that that's right and you know the whole area of forensic analysis has come on leaps and bounds in the 42 odd years since uh, Nora Sheehan was was killed and you're right to say that samples were wisely preserved as was common practice at the time we certainly didn't have the technology at the time to analyze uh, microscopic DNA samples. Back in the day, the sample had to be around the size of a two euro coin. Nowadays, you know, a simple microscopic drop of blood or, you know, hair can be very accurately analyzed. But I suppose what happened in this case, these samples were preserved, as I say, no long, I should say, his his um, Opa Cadet was stopped um, a few days after the body was found. He lived uh, quite near um, where Nora Sheehan was living in Cork City at the time. His car was searched and DNA samples for, were taken from the car. They were, were also preserved. But it wasn't until 2008 when the Garda Serious Crime Review Team decided to take another look at this case that they decided to send the preserved samples to a lab in the UK. This lab in the UK had the capability to to analyse these microscopic samples. We heard that some samples were taken from uh, No Long um, a few years ago. These were sent to the uh, same lab and as Brendan Grant put it at the jurors yesterday, and again, this isn't evidence. This mm -hmm. was him simply just outlining his case to the men and women of the jury. But he said that the result came back that it was a match 
that no longs um, DNA sample was a match for some semen uh, found in relation to this case. And the suggestion was that as the prosecution will try and prove over the next three to four weeks that he had sex with Nora Sheehan uh, and that he was the one that killed her. And, and obviously, Mr. Long, now in his 70s, as you say, has pleaded not guilty to that charge. All right. Frank, we'll catch up over the course of the next a couple of weeks uh, because it's a fascinating one Frank Graney court reporter thank you uh, covering for us the case of Noel Long 74 years of age with an address in passage uh, accused of murdering Nora Sheehan in June of 1981 um, he is pleading not guilty and uh, that case continuing over the next few weeks at the Central Criminal Court and if it should happen that any developments occur while I'm away, I'm sure Gareth will talk to Frank over that couple of weeks. It's one we'll watch with considerable interest because this is the cold case team looking at this. And they first took interest in it. I'm reading from the newspapers now. They first took interest in this back as far as 2008 when they were reviewing a number of files. Courts 96 FM.